I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we find ourselves once again in the wake of another tragic, senseless shooting. And sadly, I think we're going to keep finding ourselves in the wake of tragedy, uh, drowning in that prop wash. Uh, if we don't change our rhetoric, if we don't change the way we look and perceive each other and how we go about that. And so as we look at the uh, tragedy that occurred in Colorado Springs, the mass shooting there, uh, really pleased to have joining us uh, on the ground, uh, Dan Rascone from uh, our friends at KSL TV. Uh, Dan's in Colorado Springs following the mass shooting at the LGBTQ uh, nightclub. And uh, Dan, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks a lot, Boyd. Yeah, it is really just amazing to see this up close and personal here as far as getting some of these incredible stories from these folks that are just devastated, as you can imagine. Um, You know, the Club Q sits right off a main thoroughfare, right along a road, much like Redwood Road or so, but it's kind of tucked back in to an area, so you don't really see it right off. But right out in the sidewalk along this main thoroughfare, this road, you can it, the memorial is just growing. Uh, flowers everywhere, candles, people hugging, crying, and still. I mean, it's happening right now um, at, at this time, you know. So it's uh, people are just in shock still over what has happened here. Five people dead, 25 injured, uh, a guy coming in, you know, with a gun and just open fire, quickly shooting and killing individuals in a matter of minutes. And so it's just a really sad, sad situation. Yeah, Dan, as you've been on the ground there uh, chatting with people, uh, some of whom were inside uh, when the when the shooting took place, what give us a, a little bit of a sense of, of how that played out and, uh, and where we are now. Well, hearing from some of these folks, uh, you know, the interviews that took place and those kind of things uh, with many of these, obviously some of them spoke to a variety of different media, but you know, you're seeing just that fear in their eyes and that emotion of just what happened there. I spoke to a mother uh, just this morning. Of uh, Her daughter was shot, um, and then her daughter's partner was shot. Her daughter's partner is still in the hospital right now. And even hearing from that mother who wasn't even in there but could recount what her daughter told her, just the horror in her face and the tears and the emotion – of what 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 happened there? You know, you get the, you get a real taste of just 
uh, just a terrifying situation for these folks. Um, you know, just innocently in what they've been calling all along, you've probably heard this, a safe place. Yeah. This is considered the one safe place, a nightclub for LGBTQ community members here in this area where they felt safe. They felt safe to express themselves and be together and enjoy themselves. And, and, um, and that safe place was taken away in a matter of minutes. And so you really get a taste from them as far as the horror of, of, of that event that happened late Saturday night. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I know a lot of the accounts that we've been hearing, uh, you, you mentioned that word. It was a, it really was a safe place. Even the design of that being a little bit off the road uh, made it so it wasn't a, a real spectacle. You couldn't really see who was coming in or going out. It was, it was meant to be that place where there wasn't any drama. There was just a, an opportunity to be with friends and, and to be with people that they, they cared about. And, uh, and that gets shattered in, in just moments. Uh, and, uh, is, is one of those things that is, is hard to get back and hard to, hard to really fathom. It really is. And that's what, one of the difficult things that this community is going through right now is, you know, where can we be safe? And it's not necessarily that the people, at least that I've talked to, it's not necessarily that they felt unsafe in Colorado Springs. I mean, this is a smaller community here. We're about uh, 70 miles or so South of Denver. Um, so it's, it's a smaller, more tight knit community in that sense, but it's still good size. But still, it, it was a place where they could go to participate in a variety of different community event kind of things at a nightclub. Now, this happened at 1157, so it was just before midnight on Saturday night, and it was over by 1202. And, you know, the mayor and others, police chief, talking about the heroic efforts of those who jumped in to help. I mean, apparently there was an individual, one of the patrons there, Grab ended up grabbing the gun from the guy and then hitting the guy with his own gun. And, and, and then others jumped in to help another individual and they had him down on the ground. And police are saying, if that didn't happen, we could be looking at many more killed. You know, it was just less than or last year. I was out here, March of 2021, covering this mass shooting at the, in Boulder, Colorado, at a right. King Supers. Ten people were dead there. It just... So you see how many more people could have been killed because this guy had a lot of ammunition on him and he was determined to shoot and kill. I mean, as soon as he walked into that place, he opened fire. It wasn't any kind of hesitation. It wasn't like he walked around for a little while or that he waved his gun for a little while or he yelled at people for a little while. No, he came in shooting. And um, that's according to, you know, the club owners and also the surveillance video they're talking about and seeing. And so, yeah, it, it's fortunate that these heroes kind of stepped in to help out. Yeah, no question. And and it seems to me that the community it was a tight-knit community in terms of uh, hate really wasn't uh, on the agenda, so to speak. It didn't seem like it was uh, like some other places around the country. Uh, and yet you have one person who has become so filled with contempt uh, and anger and rage that uh, that, that is the, the outcome. As, as you watch that memorial kind of begin to take shape and, and keep going 
what is the sense there, uh, and what is kind of the cross-section of the community that's coming there? You know, what's interesting here is that I'm seeing a huge cross-section. I mean, we're getting people, mothers and fathers, uh, that don't necessarily have anybody that they're related to when it comes to those within the LGBT community. They don't have children that may be gay or within this community, or they themselves aren't. And so, but we're seeing that, like families coming together, kids and, and others that are in the commun- that community and those that are not, really just all coming together just because many of the people that I talk to say, I'm just here to support. I'm just here to show my love and support because this is just devastating. This should have never happened. This should never happen to anyone. And so that's what we're seeing there, just a wide variety. It's not just people within the LGBTQ community at that memorial bringing flowers and bringing messages and those kind of things. It's a wide variety of people. Uh, Dan Rascone, uh, always extraordinary insight and uh, reporting, of course, uh, reporter and anchor for KSL TV. And uh, Dan, this is another one of those uh, look in the mirror moments, I think, for us as a country, as we look at what's happening in our society, what happens when we allow uh, anger and hate and fear uh, to really lead us away from dignity and, and toward contempt. And I think this is going to fuel a lot of important conversations, and I hope it's more than just a moment. I hope this becomes a, a forward movement in terms of how we talk to each other. There's a host of things, obviously, in terms of mental health and gun rights and, and other things that uh, we have to get to as part of this. Uh, but, Dan, we appreciate you. I know it's been a very busy 24 hours for you down there. We appreciate your insight and perspective and uh, your reporting from Colorado Springs. Hey, thanks, Boyd. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Thanks so much, and have a good afternoon. All right. So we'll go ahead and step aside. Those are crucial conversations we've got to get to, and we've got to get at them better. Uh, we can't just have a moment, folks. It's time for a movement and a different kind of discussion. Stick around. We'll keep it rolling on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.